Hey guys, welcome to Design and Style, a podcast for designers by designers. I am Dixie from Dixie Willard Design, and with me here, of course, as always, is the lovely Rachel Moriarty from Rachel Moriarty Interiors. Hello. Welcome. I was I was about to say good morning, but you know, I, it's not even morning here, and I don't know when you all are listening or watching. So, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Today we are going to be talking about getting in that uncomfortable zone and staying there because, um, I don't know about you, but growth never happens when you're comfortable. Nope, nope, nope. So, sorry, I, so, <laughs> sorry for the uncomfortable pause, um, listeners. I had a, something going on with my eyeball. Um, the reason Dixie and I are talking about this is because as Design, when you become a design firm and a personal brand, um, there's no more hiding. There's no, no more hiding. <laughs> <laughs> you can try, but you will become the face of your business. Your you have to be the face of your business. Absolutely. And, you know, with whatever face God has given you, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. You can enhance it a little bit with some makeup, but there's... <laughs> Yeah, but other than that, you know, um, just work with it. So the first, I remember the first um, thing that was really got us in our uncomfortable zone was when we started blogging. Dixie and I both started our blogs around the same time. Yeah. And I just remember being, I remember hitting public, probably like the first five times I hit publish. I was so scared. Well, yeah, because... Even though you know you know your stuff, you sometimes still feel like, who am I to tell people about this? Plus, if you're blogging the right way, you're sharing part of yourself, and that's super uncomfortable. You're letting people see who you really are and, you know, hoping they like you, and what if they don't, and there's all of those fears that go along with it. One thing that is kind of controversial in the in the um blogosphere world <laughs> is the whole comments thing and yeah. I actually when I pu started publishing my blog I turned off the comments and I have never turned them on really you really yeah. <laughs> I know isn't that funny and I had heard a couple of people that I followed, that I read their blogs. I love them. They were artists and makers, um, and even had a brand like branding um, companies for creative entrepreneurs. They mentioned, I think I heard them on podcasts or interviews or something like that, that they turned off the comments. And that, um, I don't think they were necessarily getting bad comments on their blogs, but it almost, you know, we're really writing, we are writing to share content, we're writing to give tips, but we're also writing for behind the scenes, we're, we're writing things about um, sharing our inspiration, mm -hmm. showing our work, um, and in order for me to, to do that in the beginning, I had to turn off the comments. It had to be a one-way thing for me to get used to it. I, was, I wasn't ready for the feedback. Mm -hmm. But once I got into it, um, you know, I share my blog through Facebook and Facebook is where I live. And so if somebody wants to comment, I actually would just prefer them do it 
on Facebook because I don't go to my yeah. blog to check. I don't check comments on my blogs anyways. Right. Well, I've never had them, but I sort of live on Facebook. And so that's where I invite people to talk to me about things. Um, and now, gosh, I've been blogging for like two years, I think. Has it been mm -hmm. a couple of years? Yeah, it has to be. Almost a year and a half. It started a little bit after you, but it was still pretty close because it's been a little over a year for me. Yeah. So maybe like a, maybe a year and a half. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, so that's what I did. That was my step one into the uncomfortable zone. So, you know, for me, I would just suggest you have to have a blog. I mean, you Absolutely. have to have a blog if you are an interior um, designer, decorator, um, stylist, you mm -hmm. know, you, it's just, it's just the way the world works online and for Google to be able to, you know, find you and it keeps your information current on your website. Um, but and it's great way for your potential clients to get to know you, which is something I've heard. I don't know about you, but I've heard when I meet people, the first thing they say is, Oh, I went to your website and I read your blog. And I loved what you said about this, or it's, it's so nice to know that you feel this way. So it's, it's a way to have kind of get that conversation started before you ever actually meet. Yes. I believe so much in, I know when I hire people, um, whether it's a business coach, usually I'm, I'm talking about a business coach. Um, they have to have a lot of content out mm -hmm. there. And what I will do is consume their free content First, I will watch all their YouTube videos. I will listen to their podcasts. I'll read their blogs, um, follow them on social media. And then I hit a point where I need, I actually need to like make that step, but I trust them and I know them so well at that point that I have no problem pulling out my wallet and, mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, it's, it's a big ask, you know what I mean? Paying for some of these coaches is a big investment. And so, and the same thing for our clients and the same thing for an interior designer, it is not, we are, our services are not inexpensive. And so I believe that that is one of the things you have to do. You have to put, I, you know, you have to put so much content out there that when somebody has that discovery call with you, um, really you're kind of seeing if, they'll fit you, you know, right. if they're a good client for you because they already know they want to hire you. They've read your blog and all that stuff. Um, and really that discovery call is, can I, does my skill set work with what your, you know, what your project mm -hmm. is? A, that's number one, because that's got it. That's got to fit. And do we, do we jive? <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. That's the other thing. So that's super important. So that is really the, the huge payoff that comes from making yourself vulnerable, vulnerable as in going into that uncomfortable zone of putting your own personality into whatever you're writing. You don't want it to come off as a textbook. You want it to come off as if you're having a conversation with this person. Yeah. And the payoff is that it actually helps qualify your clients before they come to you. Because the people that are going to clash with you the most are going to know that up front and they, they're not even going to say hello. They're just going to keep on going, which makes your life easier because then you've got more time for the good people, the people you really want. Exactly. Exactly. So that the blog can be hard because I think you don't realize when you go into being a, a solo designer that you're going to have to write. <laughs> oh, 
I had no idea some of the stuff, some of the hats I was going to wear. And not that I'm a bad writer, but I just didn't really, you know, I was never trained in writing. Um, and I am a very conversational writer. Um, and you know, there's something about, like, I remember just feeling like the little gremlins, like, you know, telling me, well, you don't know how to write. Well, what right. if, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. so just worrying that people are going to pick it apart. It has never happened. <laughs> Let me just yeah, say that. Nobody has said, oh my gosh, you have a typo right here and you used this word in the wrong way or they don't care. They're reading it because they want the information, not because they're going to be, you're not in high school. It's exactly. Not you're not, exactly. You're not getting a grade for it. <laughs> Exactly. And the other thing is, um, I forgot the other thing. <laughs> hmm. Well, the one thing is they get to know you. <laughs> the other thing, well, I guess the other thing is that you show yourself to be an expert. Like they get to know, um, that you do know your stuff. It, yeah. it does help in that way. And that you're showing that you, you really do, you know what you're talking about. And it actually helps not just potential clients, but all kinds of other people who want to work with you get to know you better and, yeah. and know that they can trust what you're saying. So we hear that word a lot or not that word, but that phrase, the no like and trust factor. Yes. And, and that is, I think the beginning steps of uh, getting uncomfortable is your blog. But step number two, <laughs> you got to step it up a little bit. And, um, and you got to do it pretty quickly because of where we're at in social media. Oh, absolutely. But, I mean, it was already happening with YouTube. Um, video is a huge, mm -hmm. um, it's a must to me in your business now. Um, YouTube was already, um, out there. I do not, um, leverage YouTube that well because it takes, some technical stuff that I just am not comfortable with. <laughs> so I opt for the Facebook lives because it takes as long as it takes. So if it's right. a three minute video, it takes me three minutes. And you then know? you're done. And then you I'm done. Your day. And I really do. I call it Rachel's riffs because I, I want it to be just that. I want to be able to just go, hey, I'm going to do, I'm at my client's house. This is pretty cool. I, last week they said they wanted to see what this project was. I'm just going to do a walkthrough and hit live and do a walkthrough. In five minutes, I'm done. I'm going on with my day. Um, that is what works best for me. Mm -hmm. Lives have been a life changer, a game changer in my business for me. One thing, though, that you have to make sure is you almost have to be camera ready all oh, day. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you just roll out of bed, you're, first of all, unless you're not you are, it. yeah, unless you are exceptionally cute out of bed. Mm -hmm. And my pixie is not cute. <laughs> that is what. <laughs> Does your I, pixie. You remember those troll dolls? <laughs> roll them and their hair would just go. <laughs> That's what I look like when I wake up in the morning. That is that lucky. One people, people do not, they always think, oh, your hair's so easy. And, you know, if they would see my hair first thing, I have to shower every single morning because yes. my hair is crazy. Yes. And it's not something you can just brush down. Like there's no, no weight there to pull it down. You've got to get up and fix it. So yeah, no, I'm 
in that, obviously, I'm in the chamber with you. The other morning I got up, I was walking around the house and I, I, I just happened, I hadn't like brushed my teeth or gone bathroom or, you know, even looked at myself. And I was like, I, I got a glimpse and I was like, oh my gosh, like I obviously lost the fight with my pillow last night. Like, <laughs> there are, I wonder sometimes what exactly I'm doing while I'm sleeping. So if you're going to be doing videos, you want to make sure that you do look presentable, which actually, Okay kind of a side thing, knowing that I want to look decent for my videos has helped me make sure that I'm getting up and getting stuff done where otherwise I might kind of hem and haw and maybe just stay in my pajamas all day and not do anything and I can just hide. And so it's, it keeps me going to do that. But doing videos in the first place scared the crap out of me. Like I talked to, um, I, I don't think I've told you this story, Rachel, but when I was still living in Oklahoma and this has been two, three years ago now, there was a gentleman there who is a business coach and it was some weird networking thing that I'd gone to. And it was kind of creepy because afterwards he sent me a message and was like, Hey, I'd really like to have coffee with you. And I'm like, hmm. yeah. But what it turned out to be was he said that he's a business coach and he said, you know, I don't know if you're ready for anybody. I wasn't at the time ready to make any big moves, but he said, I was watching you. And at a time when most people would just sit back, like a space had opened up, I got up and moved forward and sat there to be more a part of what was going on. He said, you know, that really impressed me. And in the course of this really long story, just to say in the course of this conversation, he said, I really think you should start making videos. And I was like, really? no, no way, not happening. Not this girl. It's never going to happen. He was like, I think you should, I think you should start. You don't have to share it with anybody at first, but I think you should start. And I think that within a year you should be putting them online. And Ooh, you never I, told this to me. Yeah. Yeah. I've got goosebumps thinking about it now. But yeah. That's so crazy. I was like, it's not going to happen. And then video on, well, actually, I started with a blog post. I was, I did a demonstration um, video and that was the first video I ever did that I posted for all the world to see. Um, but then in our design group, Rachel and I were part of the group and we started talking about doing videos because it was all of a sudden becoming a thing on Facebook and all of us were going, no, no, I, mm -mm, no, but we started doing them just in a group, just to each other <laughs> where nobody else could see. And the more that we did it, the better we got. And the next thing I knew, Miss Rachel over here was doing a 30 day live video challenge. And I thought, okay, I can, you were a pretty early adopter on that. I think, I think it was within just a couple of days of seeing you. I was like, okay, I can do it. And I did. And now I, it doesn't feel anywhere near as weird or awkward or horrifically scary as I thought it was going to be. Now it's just kind of a, you know, if I mess up something, I mess it up. I can do another take or if it's a, a live video and it's really bad, you can hit delete. <laughs> <laughs> and it's okay. 
but as a result, I mean, I've had videos that have been shared. I don't know how many times that one little video has gotten almost 5,000 reach on Facebook. Like it's 5,000 people have been, it's been in their feed. That's crazy. unheard of on a for business, free. On a business for free. I didn't pay a penny. It was mm-hmm. for free. Mm-hmm. So getting in that uncomfortable zone of doing video is so worth it because not just because of the reach on Facebook, but it's still another way to show who you are and to prove that you are an expert at what you do. Exactly. I always say, you know, I always tell people, I'm really, really famous on my own fa- Facebook page. <laughs> I want to let you know that. Um, my friends think I'm awesome. I know. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, if you're not doing videos, uh, you really, really need to do it. Um, and I'm hearing people just start to talk about blogging and I'm like, blogging. <laughs> That's so 2014. And, and, and now, I don't know about you. Really, we got into blogging late. I mean, the, oh, the, yeah. the, the like bloggers that like people know were oh, blogging yeah. like seven years ago. I was kind of feeling like I was way behind the curve on the blogging. I know. I know. I mean, video, you got to hop on the video. Mm -hmm. video And you can combine the blogging and the videos because like I said, I've done several now at this point, blog posts, quote unquote blog posts that really aren't blog posts. It's just a video because sometimes it's easier to just sit there and talk to the screen than to write everything out because if your brain works better that way, just do it. It makes it easier and you can share it in multiple places. It doesn't have to just be a blog post. I have done w- weeks when I have, cause blogging takes time. Let's just yeah. be real about that. You have to um, decide what you're going to talk about. I'm not really like a formatter, but you have mm-hmm. to, you know, you have to come up with whatever the points and all that. Right. Um, and then you have to come up with images. So if it's not, if you're not talking about a project where you've just taken photos and you have before and you have during and, and after images, um, you've got to go find those images. And so, and so, or make them, or you have to make it. I've done mood boards, um, mm-hmm. or even just graphics using, you know, uh, but a lot of times I'm just searching and searching for images to go for with my. Right. It takes longer for me half the time to find images that I would like than it does to do the actual writing. And I'm a slow writer. Yeah. Yeah. It takes time. And then what happens with me is my editing happens really after I hit publish. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That might be part of my problem. Maybe I should publish a little sooner. You should. There's something about having your blog out there live you will catch those mistakes so quick. I mean, I'm like, really? I read this five times before I hit publish and mm-hmm. I didn't see any mistakes. But the minute I hit publish and it's live, every time I'm out glaring. So I always say I do my best, my best um, work. But what, I, but anyway, I didn't mean to go back to the blog, but what I did mean to say is I have taken some of my live streams because you can save them. And if I don't have a chance mm-hmm. to blog, but I talked about something like, let's say I'm talked about a new project. I'll do a little, Hey, you know, I have this new project I'm working on. You know what? Ha- here's this 
a link to whatever and I can embed that video into yep. my blog and then I've hit my weekly blog deadline and you know reused a, mm -hmm. a live video so exactly it just makes life easier really when you have that is. option and you know I have people that read my blog that aren't even on social media Mm -hmm. So I can't assume that they know what's going on and because right. I have a daily live stream um, that, that doesn't work like that. So I'll take something, you know, that was important or, you know, not important, important to me <laughs> 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 and move it over and use it as a blog post. So the next step beyond the blog and the video is now it's it's not as important I will preface this if you are strictly an e-designer this probably isn't something that you need to worry really about at all but if you are doing projects in person you need to go meet people um, whether that is joining BNI or your local Chamber of Commerce or just going and talking to whomever you're gonna have to go meet people mm -hmm. Now, if you're lucky and have lived in the same place all your life and you already know everybody, I, it may not be quite as important at that point. But um, otherwise, it, unless you were born a mover and a shaker, <laughs> you probably are going to have to get out there and meet people. And if you don't know, Rachel and I are actually both introverts. Um, we would much rather not be around groups of people for a long period of time if we can avoid it. So for both of us, going out and talking to people can be a little uncomfortable at times. Absolutely. Um, I know it was for me. Uh, part of it was um, public speaking was a big one for me. So one of the things I've actually done prior to this was I joined Toastmasters. Toastmasters is another great way to work on your public speaking and get to know people. So there, there are different organizations depending on what your skills are that you're missing out on that can help you. Um, I love the BNI group that I'm in. It is fantastic. For those of you who don't know, it stands for something business, business, something <laughs> networking international. I don't know. It's a networking group. It's international it has to do with business. I'm guessing yeah. that's what they stand for. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> it's great because you go each week, you get a chance to talk just a little bit about what you need to, what you're looking for right now. It doesn't have to be the same thing every week. In fact, it's better if you change it up. Um, I got to do a 10 minute presentation strictly on what it is, the kind of clients that I want. And it's just good because not only do you meet the people in your group, they refer you to people, you know, people that way who know people who know people. Um, it just, it's it, just like yeah. social media, but it's in person. It, it, it really is. is. And depending on what your demographic is, um, certain age groups are going to be more comfortable getting a, a referral from someone that they know in person rather than just finding you on social media or just trusting your blog. Because not everybody's going to go to house and search. Not everybody's going to go to Facebook and go, hey, I need a designer. Right. So it's just, it's an extra layer that, really can feel super uncomfortable because I don't like going into a large group of people I don't know, but by forcing myself to do it, it has paid off tremendously. It has been yeah. so good. Yeah. You're, you're pretty busy with the uh, little meetups and coffees and consultations yeah. now. Exactly. So if you, you know, 
and that's that's a lesson for new designers you know you don't have to go out and land the big project <laughs> you know yes you right. do but as as a solo designer we only have capacity for so many big mm -hmm. Projects, so we need to be realistic about uh, you know Dixie and I are. We've said before we're in different stages. I have little ones where I have to drop them off at school yep. and pick them up at three and give them healthy snacks and you know do all that <laughs> stuff, do the reading and do the homework. So that my capacity is not is that big. Dixie is you know empty nester. Yep. Um, husband's retired. Um, so there's more flexibility in her schedule and it's really whatever she wants her schedule to be at exactly. this point. Um, the the so, only people I have counting on me aren't even people. It's Sammy and Sadie and they're, they're dogs. So. <laughs> exactly. So you know you have to be realistic but a lot of these networking um, places can get you consultations because there's a lot of um, mortgage people there's a lot of real estate people um, you could do walk home stage home staging walkthrough consultations mm -hmm. you know you could do initial consultations for people who are relocating and that is actually I there's a fourth point I want to bring up that I, I didn't talk to you offline about what? but I know you're improvising scandalous I'm so um, uncomfortable with this <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that I do is I keep some of my collateral in my car and my collateral is my my postcards basically my postcards and business mm -hmm. cards and when I see a new development um, and in my area things have picked up again and started there's a lot of building going on again what I will do is I will walk into the sales office with some of my postcards and say hi I'm a designer and you know usually what they'll do is say oh we have somebody and we have somebody you know we have the they think you're looking for commercial design mm -hmm. um, but since I do residential redesign I will explain to them no 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 I understand you've got your model homes and they look beautiful and all that mm -hmm. stuff um, but my specialty is helping people use their existing stuff in a new space. And so if somebody is moving into these, you know, coming into this building, um, if they're downsizing or whatever, you know, I'm able to help them work their furnishings and down, you know, whatever and help them with move-in stuff. And they're like, oh, well, what you come to find out after you do a couple of these is the leasing offices have these welcome packets. I don't know if you know this. Did you know this, Dixie? I had a feeling. I haven't dealt with a lot of them, but I had a feeling. Yeah. So they, when they lease out or sell or whatever it is um, to a new client, what they'll do is they'll give them a whole packet on stuff in the neighborhood. There's your local bank. There's your local, and they mm -hmm. can add you in as the as the local designer. And I have gotten um, leads and consultations from those, but that wouldn't have happened. If a, you know, when I leave the house, I'm video ready. So it does, it means that I'm able to walk into if the opportunity, I'm not going to say, oh, I look like whatever. Right. I can't walk into this space, you know, it, and it, it's an energy thing too. It's like, uh, you can't go in there and be like, I, you know, <laughs> you no. can't go in there and not be confident because you're always going to hit, re you're always going to get resistance because mm -hmm. you're that, you're like that, there's like sitting ducks and you're that salesperson coming in, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, 
So really, you know, if you feel moved to do that and go in, you have to be ready. And that's, that's part of like the whole visibility. That's what I love. That's been sort of a byproduct of doing, being camera ready every day, you know, is I can confidently walk into a sales office and talk to some of the people there. Um, talk about really uncomfortable. That's super uncomfortable to go in and pitch yourself. Oh yeah. Which is probably why I haven't done it yet. No, I've actually um, gone into uh, appliance places or furniture stores or anything. Furniture stores that don't have their own designers usually right. work better than the ones that do. Um, but I've actually gotten a referral for a kitchen from a local appliance store because Smart. they wanted to do something different that none of the regular kitchen designers would do. Right. And so she called me and I've had an initial consultation and that was just last week. So I'm still waiting to hear what they've decided on that. But it, it uncomfortable really pays off. off. Uncomfortable mm -hmm. pays off. And eventually um, you, you can look back and say, was it fear or was it excitement? Yeah. Cause those Not are hard always, to tell apart. Sometimes. It's so hard to tell apart. It is, it's, a lot of times excitement gets disguised as fear. And so, but really you're, you're excited. You're excited. Oh, there's a new prospect. Maybe I will go in and, you know, let them know that I exist in the, on the planet. And so, um, and, and, and talking about, and just to wrap up everything that we talked about, I will also tell them, you know, I have a podcast, I have a weekly blog, mm -hmm. and I live stream daily um, on Facebook. So if, you know, please feel free to go ahead and vet me a little bit. And, um, you know, because I don't expect them to refer somebody that's exactly. just walked in off the street. But, you know, I have all this content Mm -hmm. I can say, go ahead and check me out because I'm super Googleable. I'm super, <laughs> you know what I Google? Is that a word? Um, we make up words all the time. I'm cool with it. And even though they may not even go and look at that, but the fact that I let them know that all this information exactly. is out there about me, it positions you as an expert. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if they do, it is out there. It makes you yeah. legit. Exactly. So, and visible, get uncomfortable. Yes. And I will also say that um, talk to the tradespeople that are at different projects too. Just sitting there and having a conversation, a friendly conversation, really pays off at times too. Because, like the finished carpenter at one of my projects, um, sat there and chatted with him one day. He was putting stair treads on and I couldn't go up until he finished. So I waited while he did the last two but just chatting with him and he's already referred me to three or four people. Wow. Other projects he's been on um, saying, Hey, I met this designer. She seems really cool. Blah, 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 blah. So just put yourself get, out there and get in the uncomfortable zone. Yep. Yep. Cause I got to say, I would much rather sit in my car than have to go and talk to people at times, not all the time, but there are days when I feel like that. And mm -hmm. so getting out there and talking to people pays off big time. So to recap, recap, blog, get uncomfortable, stay uncomfortable, blog, get on video, get on video, network, network with people and give out, you know, walk into, if you see an opportunity, go Be ahead and ready for it. it up.
Yep. Go ahead and march right up and introduce yourself. <laughs> Staying comfortable, y'all. Exactly. Well, we want to thank you all for being here with us on this episode of Design and Style. And you can find us on Facebook at, oh no, I've forgotten it, Design and Style Podcast. I'll put it in the show notes, I promise. <laughs> I'll put a direct link. At any rate, y'all we'll have make a it easy day. for you to find us on Facebook. Yes. Bye. Bye.